1: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Yablet! Four goals to Ablett. Oh,
0: that's a way You're guilty. Justin
1: Madden's got the sit. One hand. Oh, he's got it. Oh, oh. oh, the post is- Hit it. Oh, talk about a He-Man! Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your football life with Rex Hunt for Toven Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. And today we celebrate the life and times in football of another legend of our game. 164 games for the Hawks. A three-time premiership coach of these beloved Hawthorne. Four times, he was Hawthorne's best and fairest. A captain from 1955 to 59, Victorian captain, 1957. Coach of the Hawthorne team of the century. AFL Hall of Fame inaugural inductee. Is there any more to come? I suspect after my time in the game, there just might be. John Kennedy, this is your football life. What a joy it is to speak to you, uh, John
0: good morning rex
1: the the main question i ask people who are you know just icons of the game when you're in short pants at school or in the playground <laughs> when when was the first time you started to take an interest in in uh, australian football
0: oh well i think it was uh economic, economically driven we didn't have much in the way of uh, entertainment that you paid for and uh, with uh, football, uh, we we lived just behind the Camberwell football ground, and we could use um, rolled-up uh, paper things for paper footies. So we were able to play uh, footy with the paper footies and uh, as little kids. And then uh, uh, finally, I suppose when we got a little bit older, we were able to uh, uh, buy uh, a football. Uh, which we used for for, for a good while then. They were football with the ends all worn out but patched up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Certainly. Uh, I've spoken a lot at uh, at junior football clubs, and I say just because you're a good junior footballer doesn't mean you're going to be a star at the highest level. Did you have some instances of kids who you thought, I'll never be as good as this kid, he's going to be a star, and they didn't go on with it?
0: Oh, yes, some have, yes. There are. I think that's uh, in life as well. There are some with enormous ability who never quite realise the uh, capacity uh, that they have, and uh, well, maybe they get it too easy. Whereas, I guess, uh, like myself, Battlers, who with well, very limited ability, have to struggle like hell to uh, to. Uh, uh, make it and I, I suppose we're able to go on but there are plenty who uh, who have the ability but uh, don't really uh, realise that potential.
1: Yeah, you can pull the wool over everyone else's eyes John but four-time uh, Hawthorne Best and Fairest during your playing career Mr Allbones. Yeah, it wasn't and his... all
0: that you know we, <laughs> I don't mean to denigrate any players I was with <laughs> but we didn't really have uh, uh, you know, a great side then. In <laughs> fact, yes. we didn't win a match early. So winning the best and fairest uh, 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 lost its uh, <laughs> a bit of shine when, when we didn't yeah. win a match.
1: When did the first approach come uh, from the Hawthorne Football Club? And was that the only approach from a league club to you as, an, as a promising youngster?
0: Oh, as a promising youngster, I suppose. Uh, uh, I was at the uh, Teachers College in... Uh, in Melbourne and uh, Hawthorne asked me to come down to training uh, then uh, and it was all um, uh, ge- geographically we were in the Hawthorne area and there was no uh, choice for anyone to go anywhere you just went to the one that was uh, closest to you and so after a year or so I went down to Hawthorne and uh, I wasn't uh, uh, no I wasn't approached by any other club
1: now Poor punker has got some significance for you because this is where the Kennedy dynasty started. Uh, uh, you're up there, and a few years later, it's one of my favourite fishing spots there in the Ovens River. But you went to get some milk, and you met your wife Dulcie, who uh, you've been married to for over 50 years. What a romantic story, great yes, man! Very romantic story. <laughs> Tell oh, us about it.
0: Yes, you know. Tell us about it. Oh yeah <laughs> it's a real... <laughs> look we just met up there and later we got married I mean, that but, but uh you know you can uh, gild uh, gild the whole thing up by uh, saying that i went across to get the milk at the uh, uh, with a friend of mine at the farm and there we uh, met uh, uh, two girls uh, uh, my wife, her future wife and her sister both dressed in gingham skirts and uh, and uh, they took off from there and uh, we didn't uh, we We were a long while uh, courting because we moved different directions, and uh, for a while. But we got back together again, and uh, fortunately for me, I suppose I was um, able to uh, finally convince uh, Dulcie to uh, to marry me, and uh, it was a great. uh, boost for me because I've been very lucky that way.
1: Oh well I think the harder you work the luckier you get and watching young Josh, your grandson uh, it well may continue into the next generation. Um, going through uh, those lean years at Hawthorne, I believe you may, you're you in the team that made the finals for the first time in 1957 the first time in the club's history and it took you 32 years at Hawthorne.
0: That's right, that's right. It's the first time in the club's history and uh, uh, Jack Hale was coach of the team, and uh, Jack had, you know, been used to great success at Carlton, who were a very strong club at that time. And uh, um, we were, uh, you know, he was delighted that we were in the final for the first time in '57, and we um, we got as far as a preliminary. Oh no, no, Melbourne knocked us right out of it. Yeah, yeah, and um, and uh, that was. Uh, but still, we had made it, and that was a start, I suppose. It gave us a sniff of the of what it's all about, and uh, we got going from there.
1: John Kennedy Sr. joins us on This Is Your Football Life today, right around Australia. He's an icon of the game, and we're bringing this to you with the kindest regards of Tobin Brothers. Not that we're pointing you towards Tobin Brothers at the moment, John. <laughs> 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 I reckon you'll just put uh, James in his seat, and he's going to have to wait a while, isn't he? He was sorry. He's going to have to wait a while for you, just like oh, I said. Oh, well, I hope he has to wait. I hope he has
0: to wait, uh, Rex. I now,
1: I just need to clean up clean up something in the history of the, the club. Uh, uh, my wife's uh, father, who played in two premierships at Collingwood in the 30s, Jackie Carmody, was Captain Coach of Hawthorne. yeah uh, For a short... Uh, w- were they known as the Mayblooms then? Or yes. when, did, when did the Mayblooms become the Hawks?
0: Well, as far as uh, I I uh, know, I think it was either Roy Cazali... Or Bob McCaskill. Maybe Roy Cazali changed the uh, name to the Hawks, but certainly Bob uh, wanted the, uh, to us to be called the Hawks. And that was in 1950, or if it was Roy Cazali, say, 48 or 49.
1: Yeah. Now, now OK, you, you get through uh, your playing career, and uh, you're just about spent, and you're appointed coach virtually straight off the playing field. How did that come to, come about, John?
0: Well, I suppose desperation, like most things. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, Jack had re- retired, and uh, uh, the uh, committee, uh, in their wisdom, as we used to say, the committee, in their wisdom, held a meeting, and um, I was home, and the phone went, and uh, I didn't realise at the time, but uh, they told me, well, we've appointed your coach for 1960, but when I, in later years, I found out that that was by one vote only on the committee. It was, it was as close as that. And certainly they had, uh, they uh, must have had their doubts in the uh, '60 season when we lost the first five matches. But uh, as it turned out, they stuck by me, which was great because that's Hawthorne, and they stick to their word and. Uh, uh, it uh, sort of went on from there, but there were plenty of times when, uh, you know, the, the uh, we didn't perform well, but the club and the board and the people around Hawthorne were, you know, pretty straight shooters, and I thought it was a marvelous place to be.
1: Now, in in those days back then, you played footy in the in the winter and cricket in the summer, but yeah, God, all, everybody was, was, had... was it in the summer of '59 or the summer of '60 that you said enough's enough? Kennedy's commandos, they were called. We're going up in the bush. Brendan Edwards, put a sack of wheat on the back of your shoulders and start and run and tough, yes, toughen right. up a bit. Tell us about the idea when it came into your head that you had to get a lot fitter and a lot match hardened before the season began.
0: Well, well I think that um, when I was playing, uh, we were uh, the best side in the, team, in, the, uh, in the league at the time was Melbourne, and uh, uh, they uh, used to beat us, but. We didn't do badly against them, and I found that they were just a little... It was physical. Not so much their skill was better, but their their uh, physical strength. And I thought, we've, we've just got to get ourselves a bit fitter, because uh, uh, you could get by those days if you were good in your position. And I thought if we could get everybody fit and make sure that the game was play, played non-stop, then we our fitness might get us through, and so we we uh, got to uh, a new level of training then with, uh, as I say these days, we raised the bar, and Brendan Edwards, I was very fortunate that Brendan was there, and he was a phys ed expert, and we did double knee jumps and all that kind of thing, and, and getting across the river up in uh, Baldwin. And, uh, so they, uh, everybody enjoyed the, tra- the training. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: 1961, uh, the Hawthorne Football Club's first flag, an emotional time. Uh, Footscray did everything in their power to stop you. And I know yes. likes of Hobbs taking that big mart and Whitten and other yes. names like Sutton and John Schultz, They were a fair sight in that, in those oh, days. Oh, they Footscray. were. And yeah. I,
0: I see John Schultz every so often and, uh, yeah, we're all older now, of course, but it was a great time for Hawthorne. And it was um, an eye-opener for me, too, because I I, I thought that uh, I met the people who were most affected and uh, by the uh, the first premiership, when they were the little children, uh, five years and under, and the old people, 80 years and over. <laughs> two groups who could not be accused of worrying about where the next dollar's coming from. They just enjoyed it so much that it gave me another uh, point of view about the game.
1: This is wonderful with John Kennedy and Tobin Brothers are bringing to you a legend of the game with their greatest compliments. I just have to tell people, John, if there's one word associated with Tobin Brothers Funerals more than any other, it's transparency. And transparency is what you get when you download the Memory Maker from the App Store or the Google Play. It means you can check out many service options available. If it's transparency you want, it's what you'll get from Tobin Brothers Funerals. You would have seen all of this, of course, on your app, on your iPad, on your Google and your Facebook and your Twitter John
0: yes oh yeah that's right
1: I said to a yeah. bloke the other day in Adelaide he said are you on Twitter I said the only thing that tweets at my place is my Canary. Can you believe how fast the world is going with your, your grandchildren, probably tell you, do they?
0: Yeah, well, they don't They don't tell you, they're sort of losing use of their, of their voices and things, but they've got these things in front of them, and they're looking at that all the time and giving you knowing looks in the eye, you know.
1: Okay, John, uh, in six, 1964, and of course, in those days, you know, I was a career policeman. Uh, Scotty said that he'd bang me head off. I said, I'll book you, and then he, he sort of took another with step but you were in the education department in 1964 uh, you were transferred in the education department to stall and you didn't uh, didn't have any say about it but it was the right thing to do for your future career
0: oh well that was my uh, work at the time and i was fortunate enough to apply for stall and the department appointed me as principal of the tech school up there and there were two or three wonderful years in stall before we came back and uh, so um, uh, we enjoyed our time, and uh, but it, the future was in the city because most of the young people and our family were just coming towards teenage at the time, and they'd, most of the families, uh, the young people were leaving and coming to Melbourne to get jobs, and uh, we thought, well, that's the time we want to be all together, and uh, so that brought us back, as well as football overtures as well.
1: John Kennedy Sr. is our subject today as if you uh, didn't recognise that beautiful voice and out of the break relays join us because we're going to then continue as the great man returns to Melbourne he's home and then the dynasty of the Hawthorne Football Club the legends of people like Crimmins and Matthews and Scott and Knights continue and right around Australia thanks for joining us on This Is Your Football Life Yabble! You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. So we've found out about the young John Kennedy coming to Glenferry Oval, going to the camp and the milk bar at Poor Punker. On the banks of the Ovens River up there, north of Myrtleford. Meeting the love of his life, Dulcie, and he's with us today on behalf of Tobin Brothers' John Kennedy. This is his football life. Let's get a a little bit uh, sombre for a moment, John. In 1975, when the toughest decision you had to make with your selectors was leaving Peter Crimmins out of the grand final side against North Melbourne when he was struck down just cruelly by testicular cancer. Tell us of how hard that was. It couldn't have been easy.
0: Oh, no. We, uh, I think all of us who were at the uh, selection committee meeting prior to the grand final uh, w- w- would uh, say that, you know, they we will never forget that it was, uh, oh, just uh, one of those moments. I suppose you could say unique in its sadness and... Uh, and rarity as well because uh, we we knew you know it, it uh, there was Peter himself was so anxious to play and had run around and and I guess the uh, uh, members of the selection committee told the truth as they, each of them saw it and uh, Pete was terribly disappointed and I suppose if if as coach I'd said well look I know he's, he might be not quite fit but we We've got, to, uh, we've got to take the risk and put him in. Uh, they would have gone along with me, but I just didn't have the guts to say that because you have to draw the line somewhere. And here was a young fellow who, uh, you know, had uh, cancer and, uh, it um, you know, you just couldn't afford to fiddle around with that kind of thing. At least do something! Do!
1: Don't think! Think! Don't hope! At least you can come up and
0: say, I did this, or I shivered it, or I played on. At least I did something.
1: That grand final uh, that year was the famous "Don't think, do," and everyone thought this is the most inspirational speech. But you're, no. <laughs> you're quick to point out where they still rolled us and went over the top of us. Of north. course they did. But they the thing about good. it is, you're a little bit like me. Is it don't show me your diploma of uh, education or your diploma of law <laughs> at the university. Don't you know? I'm, don't think this. And th- I've heard Tommy say the same thing to Eric Moore. He said, "Don't think too much, just get the ball." And that's where that came
0: from. Don't think, do something. Yes. Well, at all events, we were outplayed by the North Boys and I was outcoached by Ron Barassi, the great Ron Barassi. And uh, I guess that... uh Oh, uh, those words were not words really of a speech, but they were words of exasperation. Yeah. I, when I heard them later on, I thought, what the devil are you talking about, Kennedy? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, 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 gee, times have changed now. I uh, speak at times at the football with some player managers, and they say, oh, you know, the, the player came to me, Sookie La La, because the coach raised his voice. Goodness me, if blokes like you and hafi and Barassi uh, and Killigrew uh, were in the modern times, mate, uh, you'd be in the law courts uh, with plenty of suits against you for hurting people's feelings. I reckon they've got to toughen up a bit and just loosen up a bit, don't you?
0: Oh, yes. You, we all must, uh, you know, we're all in the game and uh, the coach is intense and uh, um, uh, the players are intense if they... Playing for the side, you know, and everybody under those conditions will say something now and then that in, in 30 years' time might think, well, it's a silly thing to say, but yeah. at the time it was, it was uh, an expression of. Uh, either exasperation or happiness or sadness or whatever, you know.
1: Yeah, John Kennedy is our special guest today. He's an icon of Australian football. We really appreciate his time. I'm getting to a sensitive point now and I hope that you may actually share it with us that after 10 years out of football and retiring at Glenferrie Oval, there was an approach made by North Melbourne for you to return to coaching. But there was something that sealed the deal that you may like to share with us.
0: You, that
1: they uh, with your young boy.
0: Yes, I'd, uh, uh burn our boy was uh, North. Were able to help him, and uh, uh, so that uh, sort of uh, swung it around. And the other thing, of course, is uh, most of the things with which I've been connected, uh, I've uh, when I've moved out, they've really taken off. And uh, once I got out of Hawthorne... <laughs> Uh, Dave Parkin and and uh, Ellen Joyce and Ellen Jeans, most of all, were able to straighten out all the crooked furrows <laughs> and uh, made uh, certain of a of a wonderful Hawthorne period. And uh, yeah, young John, the son, was uh, uh, fortunate enough to play in those times. And, yeah,
1: uh, we might as well Ellen like Jeans that, yeah. was,
0: you know, the sort of man who was able to talk individually to players as well as to them as a team. A wonderful yeah. coach.
1: I know that uh, John and his wife must be just delighted with young Josh, you know, at Sydney, uh, particularly after, you know, uh, Alistair Clarkson was up front and honest, and uh, that's the Hawthorne way. It's no good saying one thing and meaning no, another. No. But you and Dulcie must just sit back and say, my goodness gracious me, this young boy's doing well, because he could have gone a couple of ways. He could have just said, oh, well, you know, blow this. I'm not, not going to do it anymore and, and, and you know, and, and crack a sat and that sort of thing. But he's gone to the next level, John.
0: Well, I hope he can continue because he's a great young boy and uh, I hope he can continue for his own sake. But I still want to see the Hawks at the top. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. And say, for instance, a lot of people are are saying, uh, you know, that Sydney will play Hawthorne, which they did a couple of years ago. So you hope that Josh wins the Norm Smith and perhaps (laughs) Hawthorne wins the flag. Is that it? That's right.
0: Now, That's let, right, we don't want much, do we?
1: <laughs> now, before we uh, we finish up, uh, just let me ask you about your appointment as on the AFL uh, Commission. Uh, administratively, uh, did you enjoy it as much as playing and coaching? Were you were you just honoured that they asked well, you, I, or did I, you enjoy
0: it? I did, uh, I suppose, enjoy the word, but uh, um, I was uh, surrounded by people of extraordinary ability, uh Graham Samuel and Ross Oakley and and uh, and Cole Carter and uh, all the all the commission people then were I thought you know very oh at least competent great competence in there Ron Evans and all of them that, yep. that, that were there and so I was fortunate and uh, we were able to proceed with that he had stadium and all that kind of thing and. Uh, and indeed, you see the game from a different point of view. You see the growing the game as the main as the main emphasis. Um, growing the game in the broader sense, uh, contrasted with the uh, narrow view, if you like but the wonderful narrow view of will we win next week? Yeah, exactly.
1: Now, John, one more commitment from me. In thir- 1934, Australia snatched the ashes from England and Tobin Brothers Funeral began serving the community of Victoria. And in the 80 years since Leo, Fons, Tom and Kevin launched their fledgling funeral business, Tobin Brothers has served more than 228,000 families and become one of Australia's most respected, uh, trusted funeral companies. Tobin Brothers Funerals are celebrating life And while he's still living, we're celebrating the life of you, John. Now, before we go, we've just got to go to the lighthearted business last year when you finally saw the replay of the 1971 Grand Final when you defeated St Kilda and Huddo equaled Bob Pratt's 150. And you rang Scotty up and said, Hey, son, you didn't play too bad. That was good about 40 years down the track. (laughs) Well, I was surprised
0: how much I'd missed, really. But he hasn't let me forget it, Scotty. Every time I see him, he lets me know.
1: What a life and times in football you've had. What a wonderful time you and Dulcie have had to see, you know, uh, your son and then your grandson and all your daughters <laughs> and granddaughters. It's been just lovely of you to give us a time today. Right. And thanks for celebrating your life in football. All the best to you and Dulcie. Health and happiness. And thank you, John Kennedy, sir. Yeah, you you are a star, sir.
0: No, I don't worry about that, but uh, thank you very much for giving me the chance. It's good to talk to you, Rex
1: you just listen to me sir you are a star john kennedy what an absolute legend and if you'd like to hear the extended version folks of this interview check out facebook.com forward slash tobin brothers funerals or follow us on twitter at rex football life this has been this is your football life thanks to tobin brothers celebrating lives folks join us next week from 7:30 on sunday morning